You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. It's Grant Napier here on Listen Up. The 49ers are NFC West Division champions. They took quick work of Seattle. Really, that game was never close. Uh, They dominated that game. They absolutely dominated that game. Uh, Horrible call on Bosa's roughing the passer penalty. I mean, how many times do we have to see that? Seriously, how many times do we have to see that this year in the National Football League? I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, can you imagine if the 49ers had lost that game and you look at that call? How bad was that? Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Uh, that to talk about the Kings and the Pistons getting ready to start in Motown, Sacramento with a win. Uh, I think you're going to get on that airplane to come back home uh, and feel pretty darn good about things. That's what I think. All right. Good to have everyone on. You know the routine. You hit your hand icon. I'll put you up on stage uh, and you can join me if you want your picks. Uh, if you didn't get them in yesterday, we can do that. Uh, but I'm going to open up the lines early because I want to get to reaction today with the 49ers uh, going in and taking care of things. And now, you know, it's all about health to me, all about health. You know, you obviously want Debo Samuel back. You have to have Nick Bosa healthy. You have to have your quarterback healthy. You have to have Christian McCaffrey healthy. You know, George Kittle. These are now all keys when you look at the 49ers uh, heading into the postseason. All right. That's what it's going to deal with. All right. Let's get to Jeff. Jeff, we'll get you going here early on this Friday. Jeff, uh, it's good to hear from you, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great, Grant. How about yourself? I'm doing well, my friend. Well, I'm excited. Uh, you know, it was bad start of the season. Um, this third string quarterback seems to, I mean, as long as he just manages the game, like I've said before, this could be like the Trent Dilfer uh, 2.0 with the old Ravens defense with Ray Lewis and gang that that defense you know won the super bowl i'm not going to say they're going to win the super bowl but that defense is just phenomenal yeah and purdy looks a lot better than trent dilford did during that year again it's still two games but you're right uh the the niners defense is so good that if the offense scores 20 or more points they have a really good chance of winning the game You with me, buddy? All right. Hands down, like in a push-up position, trying to not put his weight on him, and he still yeah. got called for it. It's just these calls are ridiculous, and I mean, uh, I, I just, anyways, I, I think it's going to have to come down to similar to the NBA. I can't see it happening, but 
similar to the NBA, you got one where you can challenge a foul call or, you know, right. challenge, you got one a game and you could hold it on or, you know, that would be something that could be challenged. Well, the reality is you cannot make a mistake like that in that situation. And all roughing the passer penalties, in my opinion, everyone should be reviewed because they're making too many mistakes on them. And, you know, think about if the, think about how pissed you would be if the Niners lost a game last night and that call was made. You know, think about how upset you would be. And also, here's another thing. That call could have cost the team a division championship. They could oh, have cost them a playoff spot. You can't well, make you can't have that. I know I know you don't like gambling, but right. there, but on FanDuel and DraftKings and all that, you can pick the 49er defense. And it starts right. off with double points at the beginning of the game or point and a half. So they start off with like 15 points. So if you was to put the 49ers in your number one position in the lineup last night, wow. that return for touchdown was worth like 10 points. So wow. on the gambling side, that cost a lot of people money. I didn't have Yeah, you, you, could, you could also make a prop bet on will the defense score a touchdown, and the odds on that are probably pretty good. Could you imagine how many people bet the, that prop bet last night and lost on that? It, that's what I'm trying to share with you. And if something doesn't happen, you know, I know the gambling community or these fan duels, and they have a they have a voice. They're sponsored in there. They might, you know, say, "Hey, their patrons are upset of this, and it's costing them money." Yep. And yep. That might put a little heat on them to change the rule. That's a good point on your part. Very good point. Well, Very anyways, good point. How about tonight? What What do you feel? Do you think the the Kings are going to uh, be able to do it, or wh- how you? Well, if it? you can't, you know, I mean, if you can't beat Detroit, who's eight and twenty-two, after you just had a huge win, uh, then something's wrong. However, this team had a huge win, going on a nineteen-zero run to beat Cleveland, and then they go into New York and lose to the Knicks and weren't even competitive. Now they didn't have Fox on the floor, so. We'll find out. They're going to tip the ball off in a couple yeah. of minutes. But Fox, to me, there's no way there. There's no way you should be losing to the Detroit Pistons. Fox sure looked different the other night. He looked like he had an extra gear again. Yeah. So, yeah. What a hey, difference. You, you know who's taken Curry's place for the Warriors? Who? Devin Chenzo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. He's a good player. I mean, he's no, healthy. He's a good player. He's he not Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah, he's on Steph Curry, but I yeah, he was on the Kings last year. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, buddy. Bye. Have a great weekend. You Take too. care. Bye bye. All right, let's get to uh, Brian. Brian, welcome to the show. You're on with Grant Napier here on Listen Up. Hey, Brian. Hey, Grant. How are you? Okay, what's happening? Hey, just piggybacking the last conversation about the Niners. Uh, you kind of stated it as much that Purdy, he's not playing like no Trent Dilfer, and in fact. I mean, three games, very small sample size. He's not even playing like a rookie. He looks seasoned. He looks like he belongs, and he's making plays. Yeah, he had one bad throw last night, in my opinion, that should have been picked off. And, you know, and again, sure. it was right. But other than that, and, you know, by the way, that happens with the best quarterbacks in the league. That where they, they But uh, you're right. He, does, he, does, he looks like a guy that's been starting in the NFL for five years. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I and I recall a game before that, if I have my memory right, where we got lucky with the uh, defensive holding. He threw a bad pass that was picked off on the game prior, and so yeah, I mean he's made some of those mistakes, and I mean as us Niner fans know that that you know you live in when Jimmy G's in there, you know Jimmy G will make a, a, a what yep. are you thinking throw as well. So, uh, but anyhow, very impressed with the three game sample size with this kid. And just listening to Kyle and the teammates, you can tell they believe in this guy, which which goes a long way. Well, you can already see the team has a lot of confidence in him, and you you make a good point. That does go a long way. You're 100 percent correct. That really is important, and you can see it. I mean, you can see the confidence that the teammates have in him. So right now, it's a great situation, Brian. Yeah, 100 uh, percent. And we'll be curious. Well, it's nice to have it wrapped up. You know, uh, you know. Now we're, we are one game away from uh, in the loss column against Minnesota, if my memory's right. But at the same time, the Niners are a team; their defense carries. If we have to go to Minnesota, I'm not too worried about that. Assuming, you know, take care of business at home with the with the locked-in uh, home game and the way it's set up, we're kind of at an advantage because if it goes right, Dallas wins. They would have the five seed play the Eagles, correct? Well, that's if the sixth and seventh seed lose. If the sixth or seventh seed were to win, the lowest remaining seed plays Philadelphia. So, you know, that's right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm making that assumption because after Dallas, the sixth and seventh seed, anything can happen. But they look like teams that are just getting in and kind of a one and done, not the real uh, contenders, if you will. Yeah, I mean, the best spot to be in right now in the playoffs is fifth. I mean, if you're uh, that is if you can't win the division because fifth, you're going to play the uh, NFC South. And, you know, if Dallas is the fifth seed, they'll be favored by probably a touchdown or more in any of those games. Even though they lost to Tampa earlier in the season on opening night, this is a completely different Tampa team and a different Dallas team. Yeah, no, I would if I had to pick today, I would pick Dallas to win that game uh, if I had to. Oh, everybody in the world, every, everybody in the world would pick Dallas to win that game. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, uh, and then quickly, I'll just get the picks in real quick. I'm going to go with Minnesota. I'm going to go with Houston to cover against Kansas City. I am going to go with the, the Lions. And then lastly, I'm going to go with Miami to cover against Buffalo. Thanks, buddy. You have All a good right, weekend. Man. You too. Bye. Take, all right. Bye-bye now. All right, if you want to get in on the program, raise your hand, and I'll put you right on. Let's get to Connor. Hey, Connor, good to have you on here on a Friday. How are you, buddy? Doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, man. What's happening? So we were just talking about it yesterday, and then like an hour later, the Yankees go out and get Carlos Rodon. So that's pretty yep. good news. It is good news. I, again, I understand that you have to do this, but I've always been leery of giving a pitcher that type of a deal, especially with his type of injury background. but I mean, you know, he when he's right, he's the best left-handed pitcher in baseball, is he not? Yeah, I think he is. I mean, this rotation is disgusting. I mean, Garrett Cole, Rodon, Nestor Cortez. I mean, when Luis Severino is your number four, I mean, I'm not sure a lot of teams yep. can compete with that starting rotation. Yeah, okay. I totally agree with you. Now the question is, uh, are the Yankees going – to cut down on their strikeouts, which was ridiculous last year. And we saw how that had an effect. 
when they got to October? Are they going to be able to put the ball in play? You know, you and I both know from following the team, not having DJ LeMahieu in the playoffs was a big deal for the Yankees. But even with LeMahieu, that wouldn't have been the difference in beating the Houston Astros. They, they, they weren't going to beat the Houston Astros. Now, all right, so now you look at the American League right now, and I know it's December, and the balance of power. You have Justin Verlander, who's no longer on the Astros, and how big was he? He goes to the Mets. You have the Yankees that add a potential Cy Young pitcher. Has the balance of power shifted enough from Houston to New York? And the answer for me would be no. I still think the Astros have a better team. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they're still a couple of pieces away, I think, from being the best team in the AL. But you were talking about uh, guys that put the ball in play. The Yankees just lost Ben Intendi today, which is yep. terrible. To the White I mean, Sox. That's a huge yep. loss. I totally agree. That's a big, big loss. He's the one guy that does put the ball in play. And I uh, I was like, wow, I, I'm a little surprised by that. I thought they were going to keep him. But, I mean, you only have so much money. But I saw that he signed with the White Sox. Yeah, now you're really going to be leaning on DJ LeMahieu to be that guy that can get on base because yep. Ben Intendi was the same thing. I mean, I know if both of them were healthy, we'd still probably lose the Astros. Maybe we win a game or two, but – I mean, DJ LeMahieu's bat is really one of the most important things to this team. With you 100%. With you 100% on that. So, uh, good stuff, man. You you think the World Cup, you're going with France, right? Yeah, I'm going with France. I think they'll win. Okay. Appreciate it, buddy. Take Thanks care. Thanks for having me. All right. Kings are underway in Motown 6-6. Kevin Herter is back in the lineup. First basket of the game was a three by Murray. And then uh, the Kings get a, another uh, three-pointer by Harrison Barnes. The Pistons have answered back with two threes of their own. So it looks like a high-scoring game and shootout uh, in Detroit. Let's get to Lefteris. Hey, Lefteris, it's good to have you on today. How are you? Good. How about you, Grant? I'm well, Lefteris. Go ahead. I just want to talk about the 49ers. I think, from well, my opinion, totally proved that, you know, uh, Trey Lance is not the answer. Um, the way he put it play in the last two games, we didn't say, we didn't see Lance to do it the same way, the same. When uh, Lance played the last game, before he got hurt, uh, he got panicked when they, uh, they blitzed him. They came from both sides. He didn't know what to do. He just threw the ball away. And I don't see, uh, you know, Purdy doing the same thing. The only thing I think about Purdy needs to be put some more uh, uh, muscle in him because I don't see him uh, see him get hit every day, every game by 300 pounds. Guys, uh, it's not gonna last too long. He needs to get, you know, uh, some more uh, muscle in him. Um, to, another thing well, Brock, I like to, me, is, to me, to me, Brock, to me, Brock Purdy looks significantly better than Trey Lance. Like it's not even close. So. This playoff coming up, you can say whatever you want about Trey Lance. If Purdy takes this team to the Super Bowl and they win, there's no way in the world that you can say Trey Lance is your starting quarterback next year. You just can't do it. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. I was thinking about the same thing. I was going to talk about that. In the end of the season, uh, you know, when Garoppolo got hurt, they were saying, oh, they, they, you know, there's still a there is possibility about Garoppolo coming back. But that was before Purdy took over. And now they see Purdy is pretty good. There's no way even Jimmy G to come back. Um, 
because you know they have already have an answer. And Trey Lance, I don't think he's he's going to be able to get back the team if the Purdy is doing do pretty good in the playoffs. But the one thing I don't I didn't like is when I read in ESPN today about some guy called Ryan Clark. Uh, he started saying that uh, uh, Purdy is the best quarterback this season for the 49ers. I'm going wait a minute. It's, you know I don't know why everybody put down Jimmy G. I mean, he did what he did. He did was pretty good this year, and he got hurt. Was not his, own, uh, you know, his not his fault. Doesn't mean that Purdy right now he was the best uh, quarterback about this season. What do you think? I think it's a stupid comment. Uh, I also think this: we are going to make our judgment on what happens in January. Everyone knew that the Niners were a good team. Everyone knew that they would probably win the division. I did. Um, I think a lot of people did. You know, the reality is if the playoffs start and Brock Purdy has a bad game and because he had a bad game, the Niners lose, this conversation is going to start all over again. So I think Ryan Clark can make that comment in December. Is I think it's a stupid comment. That's what I think. Yeah, I, I could totally agree with that. I, I mean, right then, I, I was in disbelief. But you know, we see uh, the playoffs. We have big uh, two uh, big roadblocks. For me, it's uh, you know, for first for the NFC, the Philadelphia, and then if they go to Super Bowl, the meet up. With, uh, I believe it's going to be Kansas City over there. I don't see another AFC team to be at the Super Bowl. I so, do. I, I think I think Cincinnati could go to the Super Bowl again. They have beat Kansas City three times in the last year. Uh, I can see Buffalo still going, although I think without Von Miller. That's going to be difficult. So I don't agree with you there. I think Cincinnati is getting on a roll and they have a great quarterback. But, you know, back to the Niners. The 49ers, there's not a team in the NFC right now that wants to play the 49ers. Okay. I'm just telling you, there's nobody that wants to be on that side of the bracket. I honestly believe as good as Philadelphia has been and they have been good, I believe that a team would rather play Philadelphia than San Francisco. We'll find out. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll see. Uh, uh, maybe uh, Niners. Uh, for me, I think Niners uh, put uh, when they play Kansas City. I don't know what is this. Uh, uh, they don't really uh, match up with them, but maybe because now they come way better, they they could meet them and beat them this time. I just want to talk briefly something about the World Cup. Tomorrow yep. is the, another game. It's the third place tomorrow, and I don't never watch the World Cup, the third place game. It's like. The game for the losers. I don't know why they're playing this game. Uh, who's going to remember five years from now who won the third place in the World Cup? Uh, it's all about TV money. Uh, it's just a waste yep. of time. Yeah. Well, you just uh, answered your own question. It's about money. It's about TV money. And so there you have it. That's why they're doing it. Oh, of course. FIFA is the most corrupted. Uh, it's all about money. Uh, it just, it's not about yep. soccer. Anyway, yep. um, so I, I agree with Connor. I, I think uh, France is going to win. It's uh, a lot more uh, more teamwork. And uh, they have the young guys over there, Papa, which is, will be incredible. I, I think it will be incredible tomorrow. But uh, yep. also, I don't like really like uh, Messi. Um, so uh, also, I want to tell you that something from, from my personal thing is uh, I was watching Argentina, Netherlands, uh, you know, a few days ago. And that I ended up myself screaming that, saying uh, that game, that game was very intense. It said, "If you don't like that, you don't like the World Cup." I was just uh, screaming my head <laughs> off. <on that. laughs> I like it. 
I like it, Lefteris. That's good, buddy. Hey, you have a great weekend. Thank you very much. You too. I Merry appreciate Christmas. it. Take care. <laughs> Merry Bye. Christmas. All right. Oh, boy. That's beautiful. All right. Let's get to uh, John. John, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good. Hey, Grant, say, if you don't like that, you don't like World Cup soccer. <laughs> hey, you're you're a beauty, man. Can you imagine if I was starting to go around saying that? Oh, my God. Wow. Me, a guy that doesn't watch like five minutes of the World Cup. I mean, <laughs> oh, hey, my God. Grant, that's, funny. That, that's how you're going to go global, buddy. Just once. Oh, yeah, is that right? Try it. Do okay. it just once. Okay. If you do it once. Yeah. That's what's going to happen, buddy. <laughs> All right. How's your I'll Friday, man? <laughs> I'll keep that in mind, John. You're killing me. Well. Uh, how's your Friday, Grant? My Friday is going very well, my friend. How are you? You doing good? Man, I'm great. I'm cooking. I'm wondering what Ryan's cooking, too, of course. Watching the beginning well, of this game. Enjoying the previous win. And liking the... Uh, 49ers talk too. Brock Purdy, the dude is pretty freaking good so far. Yeah. And yep. as you say, if he is going to be durable enough to to go along with the with the offense, because the offense, hey, they want to run, they want to pass, and they, you know, some of their guys yep. are in jeopardy at times. But hey, that is a that's a a plan that works, man. It's a plan that's always worked. So All right, let me ask you, let me ask you, because Ryan is coming on next. Ryan is on deck next. All right. You know what? Here's what we're going to do. All right. I'm bringing Ryan on right now. All right. So we're going to get John on the stage and Ryan. All right, guys. All right. Let's talk about it. John, tell Ryan what you're cooking for dinner tonight. All right. I got chicken breast marinated and a fantastic seasoning that was given to me by my wife's cousins when we were in Ohio, not all that long, Northern Ohio, the nice part, Marblehead. Uh -huh. I'm, doing I'm doing grilled asparagus. We're doing scallop potatoes inside and I'm doing some grilled mushrooms and something else. Grilled onions all right. every time, every time the grill's out. All right, Chef Boyardee, what do you what, Chef Boy, what about Chef, you, Ryan? All right, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Chef Boyardee, uh, tell John what's on the menu in your household tonight. Canned raviolis. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that ain't bad, yeah. Sometimes it's better than making it yourself. <laughs> just kidding. John, that sounds like a good spread. We are doing leftovers, but I will tell you this is really, really good stuff. It is a rack of pork. We're doing a chili lime grilled corn, seared broccoli, a jalapeno and cheddar focaccia, and twice baked potatoes. Wow, Ryan, right. that, that sounds like a fantastic meal, Ryan. I think you're you're going to do fine with that. Thank you. Thank, you, what, thank you. Did I say scallop potatoes or did I say potatoes are gratin? Scallop. Okay, Same we're thing. going all gratin. We're adding the cheese to that. So uh -huh. thing. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let, let's throw in a third here. Uh, Mr. Napier, what is cooking for dinner tonight in the Napier house? Uh, nothing. Uh, we're going out. Um, and then I will look at the menu and I will order accordingly. <laughs> How's that sound? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, there, Wait, what's for dessert, Ryan? What's for dessert? 
No dessert. Taekwondo uh, practice is for dessert. Oh, I'm doing exactly exactly the opposite. I'm making cheesecake. I got three kinds of cheese today, or three kinds of sugar and two kinds of cheese for cheesecake. Wow. All right. Got me beat. Why you guys, you guys, while you guys are doing this, uh, it's a high-scoring game in Detroit, as you all are aware of. It's 17 to 13. Stand in the line. Put it in the book, boys. Yeah, and now it's, yep, absolutely. So, you know, it's all good, man. It's all good. All right. It's all good. All good. All right. Hey, John, good hearing from you, buddy. You take care, okay? You as well, Grant. You as well, Ryan. We will uh, talk next week. Have a great weekend. Thanks, John. You, right, you too. All right, Ryan. So, uh, you know, I'm glad that you guys, you know, now know what you're having for dinner and everything's good. So what's going on on this Friday, man? Nothing much, nothing much, but I, I do need to advise, or at least I feel like, and it's not the Seattle fan coming out of me, but can we pump the brakes a little bit, 49ers fan? I mean, congrats on winning the division. Totally cool with that. There is two and a half games of tape on Brock Purdy. Two and a half games. Yeah. That is the biggest advantage the Niners have going into the playoffs on the offensive side of the ball at the quarterback position. Because I, I just feel like it's hot potato, bipolar, musical chairs when it comes to, yeah, this is our guy. Then somebody gets hurt. Nope, this is going to be our guy. I mean, what's it going to be? Brock Purdy is not the second coming. He has played extremely well. Don't get me wrong, but let's not jump the ship. I've been hearing locally, you know, talking about Super Bowl parades and what's going to happen if, you know, he wins a Super Bowl. Come on, guys. I mean... Let's just go. Yeah, I know that's that is exactly. I totally. I I think you are spot on. I think the uh, hype is a little overboard. I mean, he has looked good. I get that, but you also make a very good point. You know, with each passing game, defensive coordinator, coordinators now, which are you know geniuses, are breaking every single thing down that he does. And you are right. Now, I will say this: when you have Christian McCaffrey, you have a good offensive line. You have George Kittle, Ayuk, and eventually Samuel. You know, that that makes your defense, your life a little bit better. Let's see what happens when they go against, okay, a Micah Parsons, or when you go against a defense like Philadelphia's. Then we'll see if you get to that point. But I'm with you. It's a little bit crazy right now. I would agree with that. Yeah, no, that's a good point too, Grant. I mean, the way with the offensive weapons that he has and the defense that the 49ers have, I mean – how many quarterbacks in the NFL could you theoretically put in that position that could get that team to a Super Bowl? So I guess I'm just saying you don't really know what you have yet. In my uh, opinion, probably probably a minimum of 50% and probably two-thirds of the quarterbacks that are currently playing in the NFL could take that team to a Super Bowl with the skilled people that they have and the defense. I could see... Every quarterback in the NFC, including Washington and the Giants, okay? I mean, Heineke, I could see him taking that mm-hmm. team. Look how well he's played. Daniel Jones with a good offensive line and skill. I could see that. I mean, I honestly could. In the NFC, well, you know Aaron Rodgers could, right? You, you I, Kirk Cousins could. Um, uh, you know, I think probably even, you know, and I, I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, Justin Fields could probably take that team to a Super Bowl. And the only reason why I'm saying that, He's a different style of quarterback, but look how well he's played this year for sure. Chicago. Well, I've already seen Jared Goff in a Super Bowl, so I know he could do it, right? 
uh, right. NFC South. I don't know. Has Tom Brady ever been in the Super Bowl? Uh, now that I think about it, he could probably do it. Uh, <laughs> you know, there are, there, are, there, there are a lot of quarterbacks. It's a great question, by the way. It's a, it's a great point. A lot of quarterbacks. A lot of quarterbacks. Yeah, and I wish I wish Brock, I wish the Niners the best. I mean, in all reality, let's say Brock does turn out. This is kind yep. of like a lottery ticket, right? It, it's yep. maybe get something back for Lance. Garoppolo's already on a expiring contract, and now you got Purdy on a rookie contract. A very yep. minimal rookie contract as Mr. Irrelevant. So this is the best case scenario for them if this doesn't Yep, all right. So give me a yes or no. Okay. Are the Seahawks making the playoffs? No. Okay. Absolutely not. And if you if you gave me a yes or no question on the Giants, I would say no. So does that mean that Detroit and Washington are going to be the other wild cards? I think it's kind of looking that way, Grant. I mean, me it, between Seattle and the Giants, I would give the Giants a better chance than Seattle. Geno's filling yeah, well, out. But Seattle beat Giants in a head-to-head, so if they end up tied, Seattle goes. Oh, good point, good point. So, yeah, I, I actually, yeah, I think it's probably going to be Washington. And, yep. And, uh, yeah, so. All right, I'm going to hop off and uh, keep cooking. we got practice here in about 45 minutes. But I hope you have All a right. great weekend. Everybody listening you too. has a great weekend as well. Thank you, buddy. All be right. well. Bye-bye. Take care. All right. We have uh, other calls that we're going to get to. All right, right here. On listen up, it's 19 all uh, in the first quarter, uh, the Pistons uh, and the Kings. All right, so there you have it. All right, let's get back to uh, Jeff. Jeff, what do you want to talk about again, buddy? Jeff. Yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry. Hey, go uh, ahead, bud. I, I forgot to give you my picks. Oh yeah, go, I, I was when you when you got off. I'm like, man, did Jeff give me his picks yesterday? I couldn't remember. So go ahead, give me your picks. Okay, uh, Minnesota. Over Indy, Miami over Buffalo, the points. Wow, yeah, seven points. Yep. It's going to be snowing. Bears. Yes, it is. I'm going to take the Bears and the nine and a half with the Eagles, and I'm going to take Houston in that fourteen and a half with the Chiefs. Uh, if they can play like they did against Dallas, I think that's that. You know, I think yep. they might, you know, if they can. <laughs> Good point. Okay, that's my picks. You have an awesome weekend, and uh, boy, those guys can really cook up some grub, man. I'm telling oh boy. you, next time you come out, it's you should have a Grant Ryan John cook-off event. Yeah, I got to find uh, somebody that's got a huge grill, like huge, or we can get a couple of different ones and find a venue uh, to be able to do that. I think it would be a lot of fun to get all the listeners together. You know, we'll have a party, get together. Uh, we'll just have fun. We'll just get together. I think that would be a great time. Yeah, wouldn't it? That, it, it we'd, we'd have to judge you. Then we'll have the first annual Grant Cook-Off, and the, you'll have a microphone like trophy or something if you don't like that. And then Love uh, it. The winner could be Ryan or John. They'll have bragging rights for a year. Wow. Or, you know, <laughs> It could even be somebody else that says, wait a minute, I've been listening to John and I've been listening to Ryan. I want to get on this because I can beat both those guys. So, you know, we could have a lot of fun with this, you know. <laughs> All right, Ryan and John, if you're out there listening, you boys got to step it up. <laughs> See you, Jeff. Take care. <laughs> All right. That's good stuff. We're having a good show today with a lot of callers. 
All right. So, John, you know, you, you do have a retort to that. I know you better than that. So go ahead, John. All right. Uh, well, hey, Jeff's got 50 acres up there. I think we could find a couple places, <laughs> you know, and some beautiful dogs. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes. Let's do yeah. it. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm not off the I'm not off the wagon. I'm on the wagon. And anybody else who wants to hop on board, man, it sounds like such fun. And I don't even really need to make it a cook-off. Let's do it a collaboration of sorts. And everybody make yep. good stuff. I don't need to beat everybody. We're all in this together. You know what I mean? I love Brent? it, man. I love your attitude, John. You're the best, buddy. Hey, man, I, I haven't made my picks either, but ask me Wait, any four games. Let's do it that way if you feel like it. All right, let's. I'm going to do it that way. All right, uh, Miami, Buffalo. Point spreads like seven. I think I'm going to go with yeah, Miami. Seven. Yeah, I'm going right. to go with Miami to cover. All right, Giants, Washington, Sunday night. Washington's going to win by two and a half touchdowns, Grant. Sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you say 17 points they're going to win by? Dude, probably two touchdowns. All sorry, right. sorry to say it, man. Washington is looks like they're fr freaking peaking right now. Whether they're peaking right. in three or four weeks, I don't know. But Colts are at sorry, the Vikings. Connor. Colts, Colts Vikings. at Vikings. Minnesota's oh, favored man. by three and a half. Minnesota's favored by three and a half. Come on, I'm man. Going give with, me a pick. I'm going with Minnesota. All right. Lions at the Jets. Detroit. De all right, there you go. Detroit, right, quick as hell, man. That was easy. They're playing great. Have a great. good weekend. You Do have a good weekend, Grant. buddy. I can't wait for the cook-off or the collaboration with everyone. See you, buddy. See Take you. care. Bye-bye. All right. Let's get to Al here on a busy Friday. Hello, Al. Good to talk to you. How are you today? Hey, Nate. How you doing, buddy? How's your weekend? What are you looking forward to as far as uh, games or sports? For the weekend, well, what's your well, go-to Giants? You know, my, my go-to game is obviously the Giants. Uh, being a right. Giants fan, Washington, Sunday night, I'm gearing up for that game. So that that's number one on my list uh, this weekend. You know, no college football, really. So, you know, that's odd. But certainly, that's the game I'm looking forward to. And I'm also looking forward to tomorrow night watching Buffalo and Miami. Uh, you know, if Miami loses... That will be three straight losses for them, and the narrative on that team will completely change. So I'm looking forward to that game too. Yeah, I got Josh Allen. I talked to, when we called the fantasy group a couple of days ago. When you have our fantasy roundtable, like you graciously do every week, uh, I'm so I got Allen. Uh, man, it's going to be nasty, nasty weather. I, my alternative though is Kirk Cousins and Trevor yeah. Trevor Trevor Lawrence, who actually. Is playing pretty well the last three or four weeks. You know, he had a yes, stinker against Detroit a couple of weeks ago, but he's playing very well. Yes, so he is playing. Very I'm going to well. stick with yep. my guy though. As far as the cooking, when it's my night to cook, it's uh, usually the big decision is Pizza Hut or Round Table. <laughs> yeah, getting on your phone and ordering the pizza—that's always a difficult decision. <laughs> yes, I'm right with you on that. Uh, you might pepperoni. Hey. You might win the you might win the uh, cook off. You never know if you bring a couple of pizzas. You know if those guys make a mistake while they're grilling their food, yeah, you could end up winning the cook off. That's exactly right. 
I'll, I'll, I'll have the backup, man. You, you can't go wrong with <laughs> no. with, the, with the backup the backup no. plan, Nate. But I just want to say, I, I emailed, I came across, and I started following Phil Mushnick, and he came across it, and he wrote an article uh, like yesterday, I think, on a guy in Buffalo in an upper state New York who got fired. Yep. Because he he made some comments, so I sent you the email. Oh no, I, and, I saw it. I read Phil's column religiously. Okay, and I'll read it here for everyone that uh, wants to hear about it. But go ahead. I don't want to interrupt you, but I'll read I'll read the column uh, in a minute. Uh, it's I, I, again, I love Phil Mushnick. Um, I've never met Phil. I've been reading Phil. I've been reading Phil for yeah. years and years and years and years and years and years. When I used to buy the New York Post paper, when I actually had the paper in my hand, he would be the first guy that I would look for in yeah. the paper uh twice weekly i think and by the way a lot of people may not know this phil's got one of the most read columns anywhere in new york city phil mushnick is one of the most well-read columnists in all of new york which is really saying something considering it's the number one number one market uh in the country but anyway i'm sorry go ahead i didn't mean to steal your thunder no, you're not stealing my thunder. You know, you turned me on to him because you've spoken to him in your podcast. And I asked you, hey, could you ever have him on, on your podcast? And you said he doesn't do interviews. No, I love him, man. I've went back and read his articles. He's the best. He had a hilarious take on uh, vulgar fans. But I just want to focus on this recent article because, as you know, he he addressed the, uh, the right, double. Gonna, yeah, the, double standards. Double Let stand. me read it. All right, hang on for a minute. Let me read yeah. this. Another week, yes. another week of selective, infuriating double standard justice. Jerry Sullivan, veteran sports columnist for two Buffalo area newspapers mm. and a radio commentator, was fired from all three gigs after, a, after answering a listener's question on a podcast about female fans. Hey, women, be better than this because the worst fans really are the women. They don't get critical journalism. They all want to be cheerleaders, okay? You know what I mean? It's always, it's a dangerous avenue to go down and criticize women in general because they're better than men generally, but they don't get it as fans. That's what was said by Jerry Sullivan. So then Phil continues to write, while indelicate, I don't find this offensive, just a curmudgeonly opinion with an overall judgment in favor of women. And the experiences in my own life, older sister, twin sister, wife, two daughters, and now two granddaughters, no males, are in concert with Sullivan's, bless their hearts, they just don't get it. That means I hate women? Exit interview to follow. You can't fire me. I have a wife and daughters. My nephew, quarterback of his high school team, was playing one afternoon when the other team was called for offsides. <laughs> My older sister, mother of the quarterback and who had previously watched dozens of games, began to shout, you dirty players. I tried to explain to her that offside is not a dirty foul, no more so than Sullivan's this week. Yet Sullivan was fired for, at worst, being offsides. Then there's ESPN football analyst Robert Griffin III, a black man mm. who Monday night let slip on an antiquated slur for blacks many hadn't heard in decades. More than three days later, we still hadn't heard from ESPN on Griffin's punishment, if any, as ESPN remains the home of racial and gender double standards. 
ESPN took just one day to fire and destroy the career reputation and life of longtime tennis analyst Doug Adler as a racist for calling Venus Williams a gorilla, a fabrication, a lie, disseminated by a reckless New York Times stringer. Adler had complimented her for a surprise attacking the net via the gorilla method, G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A. But Griffin's apology for something very real was all that was needed. Mm -hmm. Fine, carry on. Yet Adler's firing for absolutely nothing stands. Did ESPN even know or care that Adler was the annual volunteer head tennis instructor for poor black kids in Washington, D.C.? The NBA Kings fired 30-year broadcaster Grant Napier after he, during the George Floyd conflagration, had the temerity to declare all lives matter, every single one. He explained he couldn't help it as, quote, that's how I was raised. Same here. Shame on my parents. Again, the pursuit of equality through conspicuous inequality is a fool's mission. But on and on we go. I may have mispronounced the one word. Is it temerity? T-E-M-E-R-I-T-Y. Temerity. So anyway, Phil Mushnick is not afraid to write the truth. He's not afraid to say what a lot of people in this country are afraid to say. He's not afraid to point out the injustices. He's not afraid to point out the double standards. As Martin Luther King said, our lives begin to end the day we remain silent about things that matter. Phil does not remain silent. Phil speaks up about things that do matter. And when there is an injustice, Phil Mushnick puts it in writing for everyone to see on the New York Post paper every day and on the internet whenever it is needed. Again, our lives begin to end the day we remain silent about things that matter. Phil has never remained silent. He doesn't know how to remain silent. And I have the utmost respect for him. I have the utmost respect to him for Al because he speaks mm. what he believes and calls out injustices in our society. And I applaud him for that. And Al, I'm really happy that you brought that up today. That's why I quote him so often, because as you have gone back and read his past columns, his stuff, you don't have to agree with everything he writes, but it makes you think. And then you're like, mm -hmm. there's a guy. He's not afraid to say what we're all thinking or most of us are thinking. So thank you for that, Al. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. I loved his his take on he's so tired of vulgar fans and the TV wants to show you. They don't want to show the man and his wife and his young child enjoying the game. They got to see some drunken buffoon that's dressed up like a Halloween idiot, you know. And they don't want to. They want to focus on on yep. stupidity. Yep. So that that article yep. was. And he was sitting in Yankee Stadium watching the Giants as a kid with his dad. I thought of you and Bert with you and Bert at the game. And and a fan started getting belligerent. The other fans just shut him down. Yep. The only thing about Phil in this article, was, you know, I wasn't fired by the Kings. I resigned. I was fired by Bonneville. And that's why I have uh, filed uh, a federal, uh, or excuse me, I filed a lawsuit in federal court, which is ongoing against Bonneville International, because I feel like I was fired unjustly. Uh, I was, uh, well, you'll see when it comes. So, so, but that's the only thing. Yep. He, 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 Phil, in his mind, thinks that I was fired 
by the Kings. I was fired by Bonneville International. But his point is, you know, I'm, the point that he's making is the correct point. Okay, all lives matter. Every single one should not be an offense. Uh, should not be six words that somebody loses their job over. Uh, it, it's absurd, you know. So, and I love his line. You know, when I said, "Well, that's how I was raised," and he writes, "Same here." Shame on my parents. I think that's a classic. Oh, he, I, you know, he's so in tune with how I feel. I, you know, I'm a 64 year old curmudgeonly guy now. I'm curmudgeonly, right. and you know, in your takes on sports, I'm like 99% there with you because I don't know if it's an age thing. You know, probably. You know, you grew up in, in your so that's why I love you and I love Phil. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm catching up. Oh, he's, he's the great. best. But I'll just let you go real quick. I was glad you were able. To, I want to share that with you when I came across it. I want to give you Thank my you. picks real quick. Yep. Uh, I'll take the Patriots plus one. I just don't think the Raiders can get it out of their own way. I'll take the Lions. I think the Lions. I love your take on the Lions as being like a you know yep. getting in the playoffs and even winning the. I I totally agree with that. You know, I called you yesterday thinking you know it's going to be a five against one. No, I absolutely believe the Lions, if any team, they're playing so well. And this is kind of a prove-it game because yep. they got to show they can win in a tough environment on the road against a tough defense in what could be. So let's see. This will be a real uh, litmus test for them. Uh, so I like them. Plus, I think minus one and a half. And I'll take the Eagles to just trounce the Bears unless unless they take the day off and only win by – you know, seven, but, and on my last one will be the Chargers. I think the Chargers, the Titans can't stop anybody. All of a sudden they're yep. riddled with injuries on defense. Yep. I just think Herbert's going to, going to light them up. Like I bet the over on that one. So you have a good weekend, my friend. And thank you. Uh, good talking to you. And I'll be talking to you, watching the games and, and uh, have a good day. Al, you have a great day too. Good stuff right there. Really enjoyed that. All right. Um, listen, I uh, appreciate everyone. We had a great week. Really, a lot of programming. I appreciate all of your support. I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous weekend. And uh, we'll do it again on Monday. You take care now. Bye-bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.